Welcome to the Love Your Life Podcast. My name is Stephanie. I'm a health and life coach, fitness enthusiast, entrepreneur, and a triathlete's wife. I am here to share my tips to help you create harmony on all aspects of your life, health, career, spirituality, relationships, and personal development. Every week, you will be inspired to create a life you love and deserve. Hi guys, thanks for tuning in to another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. I am so delighted to be back after the holiday season. And with being in the midst of the holiday season, today I really wanted to talk about emotions and really getting in tune with our emotions because emotions run crazy high during the holiday season, especially stress and then traveling and going to all these parties and dealing with family members and coworkers and everything else. So let's dive in to the topic of really expanding out that emotional vocabulary and getting to the root cause of like, why are you experiencing these emotions? So let's dive into it. Emotions are pretty much a part of our human nature. They drive us to learn, make decisions, have our creativity, relationships, and help. Essentially, they play a role in every moment of our lives that are part of the outcome of every single choice that we make. And although we have feelings and emotions, accurately expressing them to another person sometimes can be very hard to do. This really leads to resentment, frustration, and in general, a lack of like really unhealthy communication, right? And I know... (laughs) I'm not the only one that deals with this stuff. Um, Definitely have had a lot of this stuff come up even in the past week with the holiday. So what I want to really spend some time with is to really help you understand how to effectively communicate with other people in your lives so that you can sustain a really healthy and happy relationships and that they are built on honesty and respecting each other. So let's dive in to this topic a little bit more. So question, have you guys heard of the term emotional intelligence? If you guys have, please, 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 you can send me a message by, especially if you're listening to this on Anchor, send me a message and I want to know if you have actually heard of this. It's a new term and most of us probably have never even heard of it. It is used often in the world of industrial and organizational psychology to describe people of who they are in short term um, good at communicating really well with other people. Emotional intelligence has become the latest buzzword because corporations are realizing how important of a trait it is for people in a leadership role. From resolving disputes to solving complex social problems and negotiating deals, emotional intelligence is super crucial in navigating any professional or personal relationship that involves any form of communication. Our emotional intelligence 
is what helps us explore daily social interactions with an understanding of others and how we behave around them. If you want to be an effective leader, a partner, or just learn how to get your words and thoughts across in a really more effective and better way, your goal should be increasing your emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is often called EQ or emotional quotient. You may have also seen it referred as EI. Emotional intelligence is the ability to identify and manage your own emotions towards another person. It is generally said to include three skills, emotional awareness, the ability to harness emotions and apply them to tasks like thinking and problem solving, and the ability to manage your emotions, which include regulating your own emotions and cheering up or calming down other people. With higher emotional intelligence, you choose relationship benefits. You gain the ability to read people's feelings a little bit easier. And perhaps more importantly, you learn how to identify and regulate your own emotions. Unlabeling emotions often gets very misunderstood, which leads to irrational choices and counterproductive actions. Been there, done that. (laughs) so many times, especially in my relationship with my husband. People with higher emotional intelligence master their emotions because they understand them and they use words to describe them in other ways so that there's more dealing with the specific problem as best as possible. For example, while many people might describe the mood as I'm in a bad mood, emotional intelligence people can really pinpoint whether they are feeling frustrated disappointed, anxious, or irritable. So think about it. The next time you have an emotion and it's like, oh, I'm feeling happy. Are you feeling happy? Are you feeling elated, excited? What is it? Like really, really trying to get very detailed on that exact feeling. So throughout this podcast, I will offer some replacement words that act as a more specific way to describe your current emotions. So take some time, take note, and test them out the next time you are trying to get your point across with someone who's having a conversation with you. Instead of saying that you are afraid, scared, or fearful, use this list to pinpoint exactly how you feel so that you can more appropriately convey your emotions. So instead of saying scared, think about frightened, terrified, anxious, overwhelmed, worried insecure, inferior, inadequate, submissive, insignificant, worthless, rejected, alienated, inadequate, humiliated, ridiculed, and disrespected. Which one resonates with you? When you are feeling completely grossed out, uncomfortable, or generally uneasy, look to these words to really describe how you're feeling. Disapproving, judgmental, loathing, disappointed, repugnant, revolted, awful, revulsive, um, distasting, avoidant, aversion, hesitant. Feeling blue or sad, take a look at this short list of things to help you really tap in to that emotion of being guilty, remorseful, ashamed. Abandoned, ignored, victimized, despair, powerless, 
vulnerable, depressed, inferior empathy, lonely, abandoned, isolated, bored, indifferent, apathetic. Instead of saying, I feel happy, let's look at some other words that can really truly express your emotions. Optimistic, inspired, open, intimate, playful, sensitive, peaceful, hopeful, loving, powerful, provocative, courageous, accepted, fulfilled, and respected, proud, important, confident, um, interested, inquisitive, amused, joyful, ecstatic, and liberated. What about finding other words to replace the word anger? So when we feel hurt, it's easy to lash out. We've all been there and we find that this list is especially helpful when these times kind of come up because a lot of times we go back and apologize for our actions or words that don't really tell us how we really feel at that moment. So refer to this list when you are starting to feel this way of anger. Hurt, another word, embarrassed, devastated, threatened, insecure, jealous, other word for hateful, resentful, violated, mad, furious and enraged, aggressive, provoked, hostile, frustrated, infuriated, irritated, distant, withdrawn, suspicious, critical, skeptical, sarcastic. For example, I am sorry if I was short with you yesterday at work. I was feeling insecure at the meeting with our supervisor because I felt that it maybe was letting her down with my work. Another way of framing things. Think about it. Words to use to replace surprise. Surprises can be a good or bad thing. Either way, in turn, it can bring out emotions in us that are difficult to explain. Study this list that I'm about to tell you to really find out which ones better are are reactions that you are actually dealing with. Excited, energetic, eager, amazed, astonished, and in awe. Confused, perplexed, dissolution, startled, dismayed, or shocked. All right, so expanding our emotional vocabulary helps us to communicate effectively with those around us, which keeps our relationships extremely healthy. It is crucial building blocks and raising a really, really socially competent child. Many parents provide their children with the basic words to describe their emotions like mad, sad, happy, scared, and angry. While these are a really good start, we often overlook the more specific vocabulary that can really be helpful. My number one piece of advice is to sit down with your child if you have one or children and create your emotional chart by drawing them um, and listing the items on different slides like we just went through. Draw emoji faces to represent each emotion and talk through what each word means. Then write with your children to see what seems or what stems in their mind when they think about sad, angry, or scared. Walk over to them to that reference list in order to better understand what's really going on in this world. This is a helping them to be able to really expand that vocabulary so that they're able to really tell you how they feel versus like, 
oh, you know, that makes me feel sad. Well, describe that a little bit more clearly for me. By starting this practice early on, your children and you along will start to become more familiar with these words and be able to use them without actually having to look back and reference them. Children are like sponges. They pick up on every little thing, including the way that you define and label your feelings. So by using a wide range of words to describe how you feel, the children around you will learn how to identify and name the variety of emotions on their own. For example, instead of swearing at a computer when it freezes, which happened to me a little bit earlier today when I was getting ready to jump on to a webinar, say something like, I am so frustrated that this keeps happening. And I'm worried that I'm not going to be able to get my work in done if I can't fix the problem. The first step in building your emotional intelligence is becoming really clear on your emotions and understanding that your feelings are valid. To practice this acceptance, sit down at least once a day and ask yourself, how are you feeling? Think of this as a brief meditation or an act of self-care, as you know, I'm very big into both of them, and just allow yourself the space to touch base with yourself and your emotions. Honor yourself for that. It's okay to deal with those emotions. It's really tapping into what are they and what are the solutions or how can this come about so that you have a better understanding of it. Eventually, this act will become second nature and you'll be able to understand your your own train of thoughts, and what is affecting your behavior that day. When people ask you, like, what's going on, you know, you're acting kind of weird, you're able to really tap into that. The biggest thing is don't judge yourself when you're starting to feel clumsy. It's okay um, not to be happy all the time. In fact, it's really kind of healthy. I mean, think about it. People who are, like, happy all this time, step wise, like, smile all the time, and everything is really, really great. You're like, uh, yeah. So what happens like when a tragedy happens to you? I know you're feeling a little bit sad, but you got a big old smile on your face. Like there's, there's something wrong, right? Um, or at least that's the first thing that goes through your mind is like, you can't possibly be happy all the time. Even though sometimes it may seem like everyone around you is doing amazing all the time, I promise you that in reality, they're going through their own ways of emotions and their turmoil, just like you are. They're just probably not expressing it as much as you are. So don't feel bad about it. Don't dismiss your feelings before you even had a chance to think things through. Um, if you're feeling a certain way that's affecting your day, take that time to really think about what might be causing those emotions. And remember that it's okay to feel bad sometimes. See, if you find some connections between your feelings and the thin things that are happening when they come up, it's a really, really great way to like analyze it. Of course, the best way to start doing this is to consult with a professional psychiatrist, but you can take these steps and do it yourself too. So begin assessing your current emotional state and just take note of where things are going in your mind. Maybe it is jotting down in a journal, in a notepad, in your notes, on your phone, wherever it may be. Or if you have really great memory, take a mental note. I don't, so I use things like Evernote. <laughs> If you, um, also, you can also enlist your friend or your partner to help you out with this. Sometimes just saying how you feel out loud can help you analyze them and make connections with what is really causing you that discomfort. For example, if you found yourself holding back tears at work today after a coworker said something to you that normally wouldn't have any effect on you, refer to a list of emotions. Think back about 
other times that you felt that way. And then try to make a connection. Discover whether that is emotional state is reflective of the current situation or another more deeply rooted insecurity. Sometimes it might be something really deep from your past that someone has said when you're a childhood or from a past life, if you do believe that, and you really need to turn and tap into that and find out why is this emotion coming up at this current um, situation. Connecting with your feelings and your thoughts. When you feel an, an unusual emotion, it's always very useful to ask, what do I think about that? Recognize that you're experiencing emotion for a reason. As you're analyzing and assessing your emotions, it's normal for contradicting thoughts to pop up. In psychology, this is called cognitive dissonance. And in academia, it's a stage that happens right before you experience a paradigm shift, i.e. when a perspective change that you begin to learn something new, running with it and grow with your understanding of it. There's always something going on in the world that will cause emotions to rise. Watch and listen to a news station that's nonpartisan, or in other words, one that does not affect an editorial um, opinions. I personally like NPR. I listen to it quite often. And I've actually spent a lot of my time in the last two years avoiding TV. It's been amazing. Then take some time to think about how the news makes you feel. Listen um, to each thought or feeling as you would witness in a courtroom. Pay very close attention to every thought and argument that comes to mind, even if it doesn't fit your usual perspective. This exercise will help you better understand and navigate through the emotions that you and others are experiencing and your feelings towards them. You might not feel the same way, but taking time to learn how to understand and accept Feelings of others is valid and crucial in increasing your emotional intelligence. Your body gives you clues also to how you are unconsciously feeling. So that knot in your stomach that forms when you're nervous or that lump in your throat, really tap into that. Experiencing butterflies around a certain person that you're romantically interested in is a sensation that heightens that feeling that you have for that other person. Your body is a great way to gauge how you are currently feeling. Your physical feelings are legitimate indicators that there's help trying to bring attention to that feeling that your brain wants to address. So the next time you are unfamiliar or in an uncomfortable situation, take a moment to assess how you are actually feeling emotionally. It might be really hard to process emotions. Sometimes they can get very overwhelming. One of my favorite ways to move through this uncomfortable feeling that comes up is to address them head on by writing them down. Sure, it might not seem like a huge thing to do, but it's an incredible how much jolting down your thoughts can take pressure off of your psyche and relieve that discomfort. It is like a weight off of your shoulders. I love to journal. These notes don't have to really be grammatically correct or even legible. It doesn't really matter. Just write them down. Really, really write them down. You can scribble them down as they come. Another exercise is you can write them down and then burn them and get rid of it. So you don't even have to have to worry about that judgment of like, oh my gosh, I can't read it. What the heck did I write? Just go through the process. Trust me, you'll be very surprised how effectively this process can take with really easing your mind. So really, in the next couple of days, take time to have this opinion bubble or what some people call like echo chambers. When we get 
into the news and opinions from others um, who have the same perspective of us, we miss out on learning about the viewpoints of others. When we block out and ignore the way others feel, we're missing out on practicing empathy. This also limits our act- uh, how we actively are working to understand the perspective of other people. So those with a higher EQ are able to really use the empathy in order to listen to the different viewpoints without any judgment and make a decision that makes the most sense. Um, this allows us to not succumb to emotionally charged arguments. Just think of this as a diplomatic way of doing things. So instead of getting into your friends like nagging about a situation that's going on at home or at work and try to get into that gossipy thing, really take your, a step back and empathize with them and then come with a fresh perspective to be able to help with those solutions. In order to build your empathy muscles, think about the things that you feel strongly about. Then ask yourself, why do you feel that way? Understanding the root to your emotions and your passions is very essential to breaking down how you react to things that you actually do. So I hope that all of these is super, super helpful for you as you are heading into the um, new year. And the last thing I really want to talk about is to really get uncomfortable or comfortable with being uncomfortable. In order to be more accepting uh, and emotionally illiterate, you're going to have to shift the way you think about things as well as your perspective and probably going to cause a lot of discomfort. So really try to practice this exercise. Maybe you don't really understand what the deal is with veganism. And I... (laughs) I ended up going to like this vegan boss lady circle thing yesterday that was taking place at my um, at my uh, suite, and, and so I just kind of hopped on in, and you know, like I understand veganism, and I completely understand how people are very passionate about it. Although I don't practice it, and I have done it a couple of times here and there, but not been for a long period of time. Um, instead of me like getting all riled up about the feelings of um, that is associated with being veganism and their stance on why they are being vegan, or even some of like some of the slight like judgmental things towards me for not being vegan. I really just kind of sat back and observed and really saw how passionate these ladies are when it came to certain things. So. Although I don't really have a stance on one way or the other, I do try to understand what form the um, the opinions that these people have and really the opinions that might have kind of came up um, yesterday. So try to really initiate some cognitive dissonance. Google's um, vegan celebrities and you might be surprised on just what you might find out on that list, probably at least one of the people that you know is possibly vegan. So instead of having this perspective of like, oh my gosh, I can't believe that people, um, you know, are running around throwing paint on um, people who have a whole bunch of fur or whatever it may be that the, the extremism that comes with some of the thoughts that come with veganism or you know, look at these people, they look super thin. Instead of like having those emotions, really sit back and realize that some of the people that might be in your inner circle are. And how do you, how do you react to that is really going to determine 
your relationship towards those people. So um, I use this example um, mainly because it was a very controversial example for some people, but really getting back into the thing of um, tapping into their perspective on why, why do you find that you are disagreeing with some of their viewpoints or agreeing with some of their viewpoints? Why are they um, choosing to live this lifestyle? And then really trying to shift your perspective so that you aren't going in there with this preconceived notion of, oh, all vegans are like X, Y, and Z, right? So um, really, I appreciate you guys, again, for taking this time to kind of like learn a little bit more about your emotional intelligence. Like I said, the holidays are coming up. So there's going to be a lot of controversial topics coming up during the holidays if they haven't already came up during the dinner table, whether it's politics, religion, whatever it may be, there's going to be emotions that are going to be on high alert. Um, It could be even just you standing in line to buy something and someone said something or you're just frustrated or whatever it is. You know, emotions are always going to come up and be really high this time of the year. So take this time to really expand that vocabulary, really tap into those emotions, see what it is that's causing you to feel that way, why it is that, you know, you're coming home and all of a sudden you're snapping on your husband or your kids um, when you truly, truly love them, really being able to make that um, decipher on what it is that's causing that and how you are truly feeling so that you're able to communicate to those people in an effective matter and not really upsetting them. Because at the end of the day, you don't want your emotions, your haywire emotions to rub off on them and ruin someone else's day. If you feel like you need any support during this journey, I am more than happy to help. You can easily reach out to me. Like again, if you are um, listening to this on the Anchor app, send me a message. I love to hear from you guys. If you're not, send me an email over at info at fitness wellness life. Love to hear from you a little bit more. And then feel free to join our Mind, Body, Soul Facebook group. I really hope that you have an amazing holiday season. And don't forget to tune in next week for another episode of Love Your Life Podcast. If there's anything that you really would like me to cover come the new year, any topics or people that you would like me to interview, I love to hear from you guys. Again, leave me a message on Anchor or feel free to send me an email over at info at fitness wellness life. I am always looking for new suggestions um, to help you guys live a life you love and deserve. All right, you guys, see you later. See you next week. Bye. Thank you for tuning into Love Your Life podcast. All information and links for this podcast can be found in the show notes. If you like this episode and want to continue the conversation, you can email me at info at fitnesswellnesslife.com. And for more information to living a life you love, follow me on Instagram at fwl underscore Steph and on Facebook at Fitness Wellness Life. As always, you can schedule a free 30-minute call with me by going to www.fitnesswellnesslife.com. Thanks again, and don't forget to tune in next week for another inspiring episode.